Good morning. I'd like for you to look with me um, at the book of Numbers, chapter 21. Going to start at verse 4, reading all the way down to verse 9 of the King James Version. And it reads, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the bread, the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent, of brass, he lived. I have just read Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 to 9 of the King James Version. For those of you that are just now tuning in, I am Dr. Rose White Brown of Rose White Ministries and the overseer of Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. I want to just speak with you just a few moments um, about survival and, and living in a very time that is very perilous right now. You know, if somebody mentions snake stories in the Bible, the first one that usually pops into most of our minds is the story about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You know, how they got tricked into disobeying God, Yahweh, by a clever snake known as the serpent. You all remember the movie back in the day called Snakes on the Plane, especially for you movie lovers. Um, we had the uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which is an actor that I've always enjoyed. Well, these were also dangerous and poisonous snakes here uh, in uh, the book of Numbers. There is also the bronze snake on a pole that for many appears to be not only odd, but right out foolish. Yahweh takes the foolish things to make the wise foolish. Some have even read this and felt that God, that Yahweh was cruel and harsh. But look at the people here. They were murmurers, complainers, never satisfied, despisers and haters of Moses, speaking against Yahweh and his prophet. So guess what? God got sick of their foolishness. And right out, he got sick of their whining about everything. Just think a minute. After years of oppression at the hands of their Egyptian captors, Yahweh sent Moses to deliver them. And en route to the promised land, Yahweh provided for their every need, yet they weren't satisfied with God's provisions. This is Israel in the wilderness during the 40 years between leaving Egypt and entering the promised land of Canaan. They remembered being slaves in Egypt. They remembered all the miracles that were performed to get them out of Egypt, all the plagues that, that touched Egypt and, and got them, you know, and, and, and not at them. They remembered the first Passover where the angel of death took the firstborn of every home in Egypt, but passed over their homes and left them alive. 
These were the people who washed the waters of the Red Sea part and who crossed over on dry land only to see the Egyptians drown behind them. These were the people who stood at the foot of Mount Sinai. They saw the mountain smoke and shake and they received Yahweh's law. They heard Yahweh's promise to be their God and to make them his people. And they promised to obey Yahweh's commandments. These are the people who saw God's care for them visibly every day as y'all led them through the wilderness by a great cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night. These are the people who saw Yahweh provide for them whenever they complained, which was a whole lot. We're hungry. So what did y'all do? He sent them manna. This was a miracle food that appeared every morning for them to gather. Oh, we're thirsty. So Yah gave them water miraculously from a rock. I'm bored with this manna. I want meat. And so Yah gives them quail. Yahweh had done all these things, and yet there was no gratitude, nothing but complaints. There is nothing worse than whiners and complainers. There was never humility. There wasn't even asking. It was whiny complaining. Why did we ever leave Egypt? At least there we had food and water. Why did you ever bring us out of there? Did you just want to see us starve in the wilderness? Oh, thank the Lord. I'm not God. (laughs) And then verse five tells us, and the people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and no water, and we loathe this miserable food. The King James Version said they loathed this light bread. I'm going to tell you all now, if there is nothing else to eat, give me some food line, wind, Dixie, piggly, wiggly bread, bread, any day. Hello. <laughs> See, I'm not going to be complaining. See, there is a reason why we call them the children of Israel. Listen to them. Don't they sound like a bunch of spoiled kids? Verse five sounds like they might have even had a little case of schizophrenia. Think about it. What is schizophrenia when we define it? It's defined as a breakdown in the relation between thought, emotion, and behavior, leading to faulty perception, inappropriate actions and feelings. Withdrawal from reality and personal relationships into fantasy and delusion and a sense of mental fragmentation. See, they had all of the above going on at times. You know, they say here, for there's no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loathes this light bread. So which is it? Do they have food or not? Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, all the way through to the first part of verse 16, gives you and I some advice, um, you know, to everyone who tends toward being a complainer. It says, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world, 
holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I may not run in vain, neither labored in vain. You see, Yahweh has put up with this time and time again, and now he responds with a plague of poisonous snakes. I can tell you that if it had been up to me, I probably would have sent them snakes long before this. Y'all punished them for their complaining. He sent fiery snakes to bite them. And some say that these snakes are called fiery because of their color. Others say because their venom burnt as it entered the body. We don't know for sure which it is, but we do know that their bite was fatal. And the punishment brought the people to their knees. You see, some folks can be so rebellious stiff-necked and hard-hearted, that it is going to take some drastic measures to cause them to change, to bow, and to come to reverence the Lord. God has had enough. He's not going to be a doormat. Yahweh had given and given and given without receiving the first bit of gratitude in return, let alone obedience. And this last complaint is one wine too many. You ever had one thing too many? And, and you just like said, look, I, I've had enough. This is it. I'm done. Well, the people try Yahweh's patience a bit too much and they get poisonous snakes as a result. Yahweh's, you know, uh, uh, truly, he truly is love, but he's also a God of wrath. Verse seven says, so the people came to Moses and said, we've sinned. Because we've spoken against the Lord and you intercede with the Lord that he may remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Now, notice what they confessed. They confessed that their murmuring against Moses was also against God. They confessed that their complaining constituted sin. But also notice what they wanted Yahweh to do to take away the punishment. They asked Yahweh to remove the punishment, but they did not ask him to remove their sin. Like the children of Israel, you and I are quick to ask God to remove our punishments and slow to ask him to remove our sins. Have you ever considered what, what sin cost us? I wonder if you could tally up the cost of sin, what it would total. Personal pain, betrayal, divorce, company merger church embarrassment, business closes, family splits, relationships destroyed, eternal damnation. I don't know what the total cost is, but I do know what its price was. And that was the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah. The poisonous snakes wakes them up. Not everything bad that happens is punishment or judgment from Yahweh. But this time for the children of Israel, it most certainly was. And they knew it. We also know when stuff hits the fan, when it is really God's judgment against us, if we be honest. And as the children of Israel knew their punishment was deserved, sometimes because of our disobedience, our punishment is well deserved also. Nobody says God is so awful. Look what God has done to us innocent people. Nobody charges, charges a Yahweh with wrongdoing. 
See, when the snakes show up and people start dying, the people say, uh-oh, we've done it now. And they go to Moses to ask forgiveness. Remember, Moses is the intermediary between the people and Yahweh. They go to Moses. They admit that they were wrong to complain about him and about God. And they ask Moses to pray for forgiveness. There comes times when we speak against God's leaders that we open the door to judgment. When I used to hear people talk about their pastor, my response was, don't do it. Let God handle it. If you do, regardless of what you think is going on, you could cause heaven to shut up on you. See, when we speak against our leader, our pastors, we are also speaking against Yahweh, against God. If the shepherd, the pastor is someone you no longer can look up to and respect, keep quiet and move on to a place where there is someone that you can admire, honor and respect. But please never speak against the pastor. That's a sure way of getting into some serious trouble with Yahweh. Yah's appropriate and faithful response to the children of Israel was his fierce wrath. To repent as they did shows that they know that Yahweh is just and would not give them a punishment they did not deserve. To ask for forgiveness shows their faith that Yahweh is not only just, but he's merciful. They ask because they know it is in God's nature to forgive. That is how the faithful respond. If Yahweh has blasted you with a plague of poisonous snakes as an attitude adjustment, what sense does it make to refuse to do what he wants? If you're going to refuse to worship Yahweh, take him at his word, despise his leaders, then I myself personally don't want to be around uh, anyone with that kind of mentality. They need to be to themselves with the poisonous snakes. I will opt for the repentance. Thank you very much. Do you know that also folks who have been chastened will not only speak out against the church and the leadership, but they'll also try to poison those that do repent and remain. Now, they are really lost and they are in for total destruction. But praise Yahweh. That here, the people asked Moses to pray for them that God might take away the snakes. And Moses does as they ask. And notice something here. God doesn't take away the snakes. But Yah does provide a way for people who are bitten by the snakes to be healed. Verses eight and nine says, and the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten when he looketh upon it shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Moses made a bronze serpent and raise it above the people on a pole and ask them to look at it after a serpent bit them so they would be healed. St. John chapter three, verse 14 and 15 says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yeshua Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 32, and I 
if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Think for a minute about the solution proposed by the people. Take away the snakes. Given what we have seen of Israel in the past, what do you think are the chances that when the snakes were gone, they would not complain anymore? This is not the first incident of punishment. Remember the golden calf? When Korah incited the people to challenge the authority of Moses and Aaron, 14,700 people died. But none of that seemed to change behavior. If Yahweh just took away the snakes from the people here, it would be just like it had never happened. And the people would right, be right back to their old ways. Yah's solution was that the snakes stay and continue to bite people. God could have just rendered all the snakes harmless. But the snakes stay and they stay poisonous. But Yahweh does provide a way of escape to survive the bite and live. That is what you call being merciful. Even now, how we as a human race has survived this long beast thing. We have committed such wrong to each other and against God. Look at how the years have gone past, how our country has slept God, slapped God in the face with all of these various rights that we have allowed to go forth. Things that we have legalized and we've allowed to just take place. And we just turned a, a, a deaf ear and closed a blinded eye. Yahweh has had ample reason to flatten us all time and time again. But Yahweh is merciful. The bronze serpent was a symbol of mercy. Looking to the bronze serpent was not casually glancing at a work of art. It was them placing their faith in it. It was not seeing the serpent that healed them. It was believing in Yahweh that healed them. In order for someone who was bitten to live, they have to be willing to look square in the face of their trouble. They have to look at that bronze serpent and remember everything about it. In looking at that serpent, they will remember that Yahweh sent those serpents as punishment. And when they remember that the serpents were punishment, they will also remember their sin. If they're willing to look at the serpent and be reminded of all that, guess what? They'll be healed. And so when the psalmist wrote over in Psalms 121 verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. He wasn't glancing toward the hills. He was looking for help from the Lord Yahweh. Just like that person, that castaway, looks to the horizon for, for a ship to rescue him. The same as the children of Israel look to that bronze serpent for healing. In their original request, they asked the Lord God, Yahweh, to remove the punishment, but they didn't ask him to remove their sin, which was a sin of not accepting God's provisions. In looking to the serpent, they went beyond a confession of their sin to repentance. They were once again accepting his provisions. They were putting their total trust in him. And that's precisely what you and I must do today. No, we don't look to a serpent raised above the earth. You and I look to a cross. And when we do, we see Yeshua, Jesus, bearing our sins on the cross. We don't glance at the cross. We look to the cross. 
We place our trust in this sacrifice for our eternity. To enter the kingdom of Yahweh, we have got to be able to face the crucifixion. We have got to be able to look at Christ on the cross. This is the same message as the bronze serpent. For us to be healed, we got to be willing to remember both our sin and Yahweh's mercy. The cross, like the bronze snake, is a symbol of both. Israel looked at the bronze snake and remembered what they had done to provoke God, the death that they deserved as a result and the way Yahweh had made for them to live. The cross does the same for you and I. The cross, like the bronze serpent, not only reminds us of our guilt, it also reminds us of Yahweh's forgiveness and mercy. At the same time that that we are reminded of our sin and its penalty, we are reminded that Yahweh has provided a way out, a way for us to live. Just as the bronze serpent provided physical healing in life, so the cross provides us with spiritual healing and eternal life. Indeed, Yahweh did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Yahweh could have just let those poisonous snakes have their way and condemn the world. He could have let death reign, but that's not what Yah did. Yahweh had Moses put a snake up on a pole so that those who were willing to admit and remember their sin could find healing. Yahweh willingly went to the cross in the person of Jesus Christ so that those who were willing to accept death might be welcomed into life instead. Have you ever placed your trust in Christ? Have you given your life to him and accepted him as your Lord and Savior? If not, you can do so today. If you do, he will. Romans 10 verse 13 says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Come now while the blood is still running warm in your veins. Those of you that are listening to my voice on this morning, I want you to come. Lift your hands up right where you are in complete and total surrender unto the Lord. And I want you to say this little simple prayer after me. Father, I have sinned. I am sorry for the sins I have committed. Forgive me of all of my sins and take them completely and totally away from me. I will live the rest of my life for you and I will serve you until I die. Save me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe in my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I confess with my mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day with all power in his hand and that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer, then I want you to know that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. You are a new creation. 
in Christ Jesus. Call us on today. Let us know that you prayed that prayer with us. Dial 352-254-5098. Again, that's 352-254-5098. If the line is busy, please go ahead. Leave us a voice message. Uh, We do want to hear from you and know that you have prayed that prayer. Or you can send us an email at kogfc at outlook.com. Again, that's kogfc at outlook.com. You can also visit us at our website. That's at um, www.rosewhiteministries.com. Again, that's www.rosewhiteministries.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Apostle Aura M. White. That's that my Twitter account, Apostle Aura M. White. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Apostle Rose M. White. On Facebook, Apostle Rose M. White. I do look forward to joining back with you um, real soon. May the Lord bless you. Join us at any of our events that we hold as we have events uh, Monday through Sunday. We have early morning broadcasts Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. Eastern time held by freeconferencecall.com. We have midweek Bible study on Wednesday night called Boot Camp 2020 at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We have Sabbath worship on Saturdays at 9 a.m. And then we have Sunday morning broadcast at 8 a.m. Destiny and Purpose. And then at nine o'clock, we have old fashioned Sunday school um, called Back to Basics. And so you can go to our church website, which is www.kogfellowshipchurch.org or visit our, our Facebook page to see all of our various broadcasts to get the, the days and the times. Until next time, have a blessed day. Shalom.